Let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Welcome to Let Me Introduce You. I'm one of your three hosts. My name is Graham. My name is Katie. I'm also one of your three hosts. And rounding out this trio is Ashley. Ah, here we are. It's the holiday season. I'm excited, aren't you? Mm. I Mm -hmm. am. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to dive in to our episode this week. Um, hopefully by now you know our shtick. We are three friends who met in film school about 20 years ago. And uh, we have loads in common, with the exception of our taste in movies. And so in the true spirit of friendship, each week we introduce a movie or TV or something in media that at least one of us hasn't seen. Uh, usually we do a little mini-series of three episodes where we each pick one film in that theme, but we're doing something a little different with the holiday season. We have four episodes in our new theme of Holly Yay! Holly Yay! Holly Yay! <laughs> and this week, for our 10th episode, Double Digits, y'all. What? Double Digits. We are each going to be discussing one of our favorite Christmas television specials. So we have three different segments this week. I will be discussing a Muppet Family Christmas Katie will be discussing big business with Laurel and Hardy, and Ashley will be rounding out the the trio of specials with a Walt Disney Christmas. So um, I think, y'all, I think that's one of the episodes that I've been most looking forward to. I was excited to start these and just feel all warm and, you know, hot chocolatey inside. And Ooh, it, hot chocolatey, it, I like that. It, it totally worked, I, and I, I was very much looking forward to watching these. And we are recording November 1st, the day after Halloween. And yes, I have started to decorate my house for Christmas, because why not have a little extra joy this year? We've been through enough. Some of us never stopped. <laughs> Ashley's like, holding up a stocking that she has left <laughs> up in her house since last, <laughs> last since Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> I've got my holiday wreath that I just found in my garage. It does not stay on my head as much as I would like, and I'm covered in glitter, so it it feels like Christmas. There we go, and I have a little little hat on. Who doesn't want to be covered in glitter? I know I do every Mm -hmm. day of my life. (laughs) I think with Christmas specials, these little 20 to 30 minute chunks of of programming, they just fill you up with warm and goodness. Mm -hmm. And watching the three of these, I just had a lovely, lovely time. So should we just like dig into the first one? Because we got a lot to cover this week. Yes, and we do stick with our theme. So each of these specials is introduced to one, if not both of us. So we're keeping with our show theme here. Yes. So, oh my God, first up, I'm so excited. Yeah, so let's talk about the first one. First up, we have a Muppet family christmas reminder this is not a muppet christmas carol which i mean of course of course we've all seen yeah Mm. goddamn gem i literally watch that like two or three times in december you do yeah every year it that is of course amazing that was a film that was released in 92 but this is a tv special that aired in 1987 I have a lot to talk about, but I think we're going to have Ashley. You're going to give us a quick synopsis of A Muppet Family Christmas, and then we're just going to dive into the goodness. 
Muppet Family Christmas. Okay, so Fozzie Bear's mom is gonna head to Malibu and Doc and Sprocket are going to rent out her house. But then Fozzie comes with all of his friends and mom cancels the trip to California. Doc is a little bit upset at first, but they end up just having a lovely holiday together. We get to see so many of the Muppet family all throughout this. There's songs. There's so many fabulous scenarios with Miss Piggy. There's even a little foray into Fraggle Rock. And it all ends with Miss Piggy showing up on a, what is that thing called when the dogs pull it? A dog sled? They, the, I, dog the, sled. A dog sled? Uh-huh. The Iditarod? Wait. It's like an Iditarod. The Iditarod is the race. This the thing is a dog sled. I knew that word. I just wait. Didn't remember hold on, dog sled. Hold on. This what reminds me that the dog. What's that thing that the dogs pull at the sled? This reminds me of the time <laughs> Ashley when you were like, "What's that movie about the babies who are geniuses?" And I'm like, "Baby geniuses." <laughs> I did legit ask Graham that once. So yeah. she she arrives and what how does yeah how does it end and it's you know it's lovely by all and they just have a fan they have an amazing Christmas together it's great uh, thank you Ashley yes you're welcome that was terrible <laughs> Sesame Street also shows up oh yeah Big Bird was too. there and the, who is all it? the puppeteering who's in the last shot. Um, Jim Henson is in the last shot. The Jim shot. Henson. Jim yeah. Henson's in the last shot. He shows Love up it. to do uh, the dishes. Do dishes. Uh, my, this is my ultimate. So I had never seen this before either, but I want to know, Graham, why you, why you chose it. So I watch this every year. It's now part of my Christmas Eve tradition. Brandon mm. and I watch it every Christmas Eve. There's something about... First of all, everyone, like, when you know, the Avengers came out, everyone's like, this is the ultimate crossover event. All these different characters. Excuse me, no, this <laughs> is the ultimate crossover event. Totally you have the Muppets, mm-hmm. Fraggle Rock, Sesame Street, characters that have never interacted before, interacting so seamlessly in this. You know, it's a 50-minute special that crams so many jokes mm-hmm. and so much heartfelt humor and Christmas joy. It ends with a 10-minute carol sing-along that mm-hmm. just reminds me of so much of what I enjoyed about the holidays growing up with family and tradition. And there's just like this comfort and gentle gentleness to this that I really brings up out that nostalgic factor for me. I love that. And you know me, you know me with the Muppets. Like, I think the Muppets is probably my earliest memory of anything having to do with television or movies. Like, that has just been a constant in my life. And watching it this time kind of, like, got me emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one, because when you say Muppet family Christmas, it's just, like, the Muppet definition of family isn't necessarily, like, your blood family. Mm -hmm. It's the people that or in this case, the creatures, that all come together and become family in in those terms. And just like as an adult and being always so far away from home, I've created my own family and friendships. So I don't know, there's just like that kind of bridge between between those different ideas that I that I just adore. And just the jokes, the jokes in this movie, in this show are so good. It was what did you guys think? So I have never seen this before, although my mom says I did when I was little, but I don't remember. So I have 
Yeah, I have always been a Muppet person more than like Disney or more than anything like this because they're funnier to me. Mm -hmm. Muppets are always funnier and their personalities are so unique. And, you know, because everyone always asks you like, who's your favorite Muppet? And then you could see that favorite Muppet in like different iterations. I thought the jokes were still really funny, like... This this was made in what eighty seven eighty seven and I'm watching it in twenty twenty and I'm still like laughing on my couch and mm-hmm. even even with you've got characters from Sesame Street and you've got characters from Fraggle Rock and each of those shows is created for a different age group of kids but it didn't feel like it was playing down like when you're watching it it's not like the scenes with Sesame Street characters feel too young or that characters with the Muppets feel too old or that the jokes are too old like they just it just seems universally appealing for everyone Mm -hmm. which I think kind of goes down to the Christmas special theme in in general but I thought it was really funny and adorable and Graham even though I had never seen this before I was too getting emotional I guess because Mm. like I grew up watching the Muppets but I'm also like it was really funny and sweet and I just I, I loved it. I loved it so 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 much. Oh, I only had great. I only had one criticism. Great, let's I hear had it. One criticism for the whole thing, and that's it because, wasn't long enough. No, 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 no. That's I thought, it. I thought it was. I thought it was <laughs> well, good. Good length. But my biggest criticism well, two, two criticisms. One is there was not enough Rizzo the Rat. Rizzo the Rat. Oh my god, my I love Rizzo. That's true. Rizzo's but one of my favorites. Rizzo's my favorite, except the turkey is Rizzo. So the turkey is whoever the puppeteer <laughs> who plays Rizzo was basically using the exact same Rizzo voice for the turkey. And I was like, no, this is Rizzo. The turkey who's invited by some random Swedish guy. Why am I here? And yeah. it turns out he's measuring him. <laughs> And then the turkey, like, tries to, like, hit on Camilla, Gonzo's girlfriend. I'm like, she is really into this turkey. She is super into it. Oh, my God. And with, with, so when, like, like when the turkey and Gonzo are fighting and their noses are, like, yes. pressed against each other. So oh, I good. loved it. But, yeah, yeah, so I was like, not enough Rizzo. Not enough Rizzo, Rizzo. Rizzo was in it for, like, two seconds. And then my other complaint, this is probably just a personal thing, is that Robin, Kermit's what, cousin, nephew. No, uh, nephew. I can't stand Robin. He's a, he's fine. He's yeah, just, he's not my he's favorite. He's just so always like too saccharine and yeah. just. I think he's just like tiny that tiny Tim character from yeah, the really, Girl. just tiny he's Tim just is his niche. Tiny yeah. Tim across the board, and so he has every, no range. No, this puppet. <laughs> well, they all have range, but Robin doesn't. And yeah. Robin just every time he comes on screen, I'm like, oh my god, shut up. Yeah, Robin never has jokes ever. Like, no, in I can't any iteration. Yeah, so I, I I hear you on that. Yeah, yeah. Ashley, what about you? Somebody has to be played against, though. Like yeah, somebody yeah. has to play. You know what is that that role's called? Like the straight man or whatever. Mm-hmm. But some somebody has to. You know, somebody has to fulfill that. Well, he's just he's just so cloying and like no no I, don't, I just don't care for Robin. But, well, luckily, there are literally 100,000 characters in this special. <laughs> I, yeah, Ashley, Ashley, what do you think? It's, yeah. really, it's all of them. Yeah. I really liked it. I, like, I'm so, I'm such a diehard for A Muppet Christmas Carol. Like, mm-hmm. I will just, I'll watch that movie over and over again. I definitely have, like, closer friendships based on how much we love that. And so I was like, ooh, what is this going to be like? And, like, what is this going to show me about Graham? Is this going to show me... Like, 
this is the special that is the reason why Graham has a Kermit tattoo, you know, but no, I just really, I really liked it. It gave me that like warm, fuzzy feeling. It had that really great feeling of nostalgia of like when we were kids. And for me, Christmas was always super, super comforting. And it was, it was always just a holiday that I got really excited about and really into. No, it was just really great. I was so psyched to see like Fraggle Rock was a part of it. Mm -hmm. And... I was just, yeah, I was really impressed. And I loved, like, the, not, like, weird interludes, but just the little clips of, like, Miss Piggy being like, oh, I forgot I had just scheduled this photo shoot. Oh, my God. The photo shoot, the the photo photo shoot shoot is so great. When she goes behind the pillar and, like, bends backwards (laughs) and one leg. Yes. Yes. And then he's like, do the pouty thing. She's like, Oh my god, yes, trying to see Miss Piggy do a pouty face. I was like, you don't It was so funny. And this is like, uh, you know, Miss Piggy always has a bit of an edge where she's like three seconds away from like kicking someone's ass. (laughs) And this is just her just being like totally in love with Kermit and just like so happy. So like there's so... But like knowing who she is as a character and seeing her in just like completely like loving light was just really nice. That was something I did want to say. Like Doc was the only one that kind of got annoyed or angry, mm-hmm. but there were so many instances where I was like, if it was my mother and I showed up with like all my friends unannounced and she was just off to vacation, she would have been real mad. So I'm watching this and I'm like, Fozzie's mom doesn't get mad. She's really excited. And they both go. Wah! when they see each other and <laughs> ah! which i thought was lovely and they don't get mad and yeah. you know big bird doesn't get mad oh for swedish chef trying to eat it oh and- my god <laughs> that big whole bird. thing that well the patience. turkey is like the turkey does not want to be eaten so he goes <laughs> he goes to the Swedish chef. He's like, look at that bird and the Swedish chef like can't believe it. And he goes <laughs> Goblu goblu humongo. And then Big Bird gives him a gift, to thanking know. him for all the food he's making to everybody. It's just like, again, just like this gentleness that I think just fills me up with so much warmth. I love it. So pure. So pure. Did you guys like any, like, are there any particular crossover interactions that you particularly liked? I really liked when Rolf met Sprocket. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah. I like when they were both barking to each other. I like I like Rolf, but he's not one of my favorites. But I thought that was really adorable. Yeah. And when Oscar the Grouch meets Rizzo, I thought it was cute. Yes. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Ashley? Is that when is Rizzo trying to share the trash can with Oscar? Yeah. Am I remembering mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Because yeah. they're running out of beds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when when Gonzo has to be like on a hanger, right? <laughs> yeah, like, with animal. And two of you have to be on hooks and or on <laughs> hangers and animals like that's how I normally sleep or whatever. Yeah. But, that was the other one yeah. I liked too, is Animal commenting on Cookie Monster because they're both so similar and like when Cookie Monster's eating the Christmas cookies. Yes. Uh, I thought it was really cute. Yeah, yeah. And that great cameo by Janice with her yeah. cookies. Yes. Who is this strange creature? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Kate, I love the Rolf and Sprocket meeting. I love any appearance of Grover I'm obsessed with. Yeah. Uh, that was my mom's favorite Muppet was Grover. Oh. That's my, one of my brothers. My brother's actor yeah. is his favorite. Yeah, so I just enjoyed that. And Sam the Eagle has two phenomenal lines in this. So Sam yes. the Eagle, if anyone doesn't know, he's a Muppet. He's, he's basically 
an American bald eagle, very much into America, very much into patriotism, mm-hmm. not in a problematic way. No, <laughs> but he's, he's, no he's just... No, he's, he's very proper. Way. Proud. And they're all coming into the house, and it's total chaos, and he just goes, why am I here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lost it when he said that. And then when he's watching The Night Before Christmas play, and it's just, like, devolving into chaos, and he just he puts his, like, forehead in his hand and goes, is nothing sacred? <laughs> So when, uh, good. Bert is so upset to be dressed up like the mom in the play. Yes. I thought, oh my god, Grant, I love this. I love yeah. this special. Like this, this was too adorable. I love that we had some like classic Statler and Waldorf heckling. I was like, yeah. yes. Like uh, I, I always feel so oh bad god. for Fozzie. I always feel I so bad because he tries so hard. But they're great hecklers. <laughs> they're great. And I think also like when sometimes when. Sometimes with like Carol's, like, oh, I know this Carol, like, I can fast forward, like, who cares? Like, they had little jokes within all of the songs. The best one, I think, is when the Sesame Street is first arriving and they're all singing Duck the Halls. And they go, they keep going, fa la 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 la. And they go to Oscar, he goes, I will not sing this song. (laughs) And the whole cast goes, fa la 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 la. It was it was perfect. And I like when you look at it and you look at it from like a creative standpoint, like, okay, you're going to make a crossover crossing over like some of the most well-known characters and every single character has to have like a moment. Nothing. Nothing feels jammed together, but everyone feels like themselves. Mm. Like everyone gets their moment to shine and be who they are as their character. So when like when I'm thinking, I don't know who wrote this, but when you're thinking of writing something like this and you're trying to write a story that naturally connects all of the characters, I'm like, whoever did, did such a good job because not only are the characters who they are, they interact in ways that make sense and they, they make little jokes and little moments because yeah. that when you think about it, everyone's got a favorite. Everyone's got a favorite Muppet, and you're going to want to see, like, oh, there's Grover, oh, there's, mm-hmm. you know, Rizzo, oh, there's whoever. Did you catch the wordless cameo of Elmo in one of its earliest <gasps> no, earliest appearance, appearances? He's in the Night Before Christmas play with all the monsters, oh. and he's he doesn't have a voice yet at this point in, in the Elmo history, so it was one of his first appearances. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah. I just looked it up. Jerry Jewell was oh, the writer and yes. he is supposedly Iconic. the first full-time employee of Jim Henson yep. company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also I don't know why I never looked into this because I am obsessed with portmanteaus but I didn't realize Muppet is a portmanteau of marionette and puppet <laughs> hey learning which like I mean y'all y'all should know Graham went to puppet camp I yes! did oh my god went I went to camp. puppet camp and I greatest you, week of my life. And I remember I bought you a marionette when I was in Thailand and brought it back for you. And you and I did we go to a was it a marionette show? It was a marionette we went to show, a, right? Yeah, we went to oh my god. <laughs> yes, let's tell this quick. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my so god. we went to uh we went to Austria after college. Mm-hmm. We did this like little experience and I was like, Ashley, we're in Austria. There are marionette shows. I have to go to one or else I'm gonna be very upset. And we found a random theater that now follows me on Instagram. Hi. Did oh. I really? Inside a zoo. It was a theater yes. inside a zoo, an Austrian zoo. Yes. And we, we saw that there was a theater and there was going to be a marionette show. And it was sold out. It, it was, was Aladdin. Sure. It, was it, Aladdin it was Aladdin. Fully in German. And it was sold out. And we were so devastated. We convinced them to add two more seats, like, in the aisle at the back. 
And it was us. And, and like 25 school age children. <laughs> and like they're very adult chaperones. And we're just yes, like, and we're just like, we're year watching olds, like 22 year olds watching a German production of Aladdin with marionettes. Yeah. We had no I, idea I, what I, was I, happening. I mean, other than we knew the story of Aladdin, but like even I took German. <laughs> barely understood any of it and i sat there just clapped i was like yay so excited <laughs> but <laughs> i remember ashley when i remember the woman's face i was like two tickets please and they go oh we're sold out and i go really <laughs> and she she was like i feel really bad that you came all the way out here we're gonna just put two seats but shh, don't tell anyone it's yeah. in the fire exit row <laughs> <laughs> but to, to wrap up this one do you think you guys would would add this to your you know repertoire of, yes. of oh, Christmas absolutely. specials yes. and shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's one that people just aren't as necessarily aware of, but then when they watch it, they're like, oh, this is really something special. And just like the last shot of Jim Henson looking over all of the characters mm-hmm. singing, and he's like, oh, look at them. They're, have, they're always having a good time, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And that just like really warms my heart. I did want to ask, Graham, you were, so we, we all watch this on YouTube. It's available mm-hmm. on YouTube, but there are different versions of it. And Graham was very specific about which version we needed to watch, which I, I don't know what year the one that we watched aired, but Emperor's New Groove and Grinch were in the theaters. Yeah, so it's 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the commercials were great. But yeah. Graham, mm-hmm. for the listeners, why is there a specific yeah. version to watch? So the DVD of this, which is a lot of the YouTube links are from, they because of licensing issues, a lot of songs were mm-hmm. taken out. So the whole sequence where Miss Piggy arrives and there's that whole song where they're all greeting her and she walks into the house, that's cut out of the DVD. So you miss that whole thing. Other tiny portions of it are taken out. The whole Muppet Babies part is taken out. That was so cute. The song between Fozzie and the snowman is taken out. So it's just like about five or six minutes are not included in that. And we'll we'll put a link up. Uh, like the, the link of the video what it looks like on youtube on our instagram feed so people can watch the right one but i mean you just don't want to miss any of of, of the preciousness of the, of the special well great i'm glad you guys liked it so oh, much God, i loved it mm-hmm. yes yes i mean i watched it now which like i i just obviously going to watch it on christmas eve and was i, I was watching i'm like brandon you can't watch it with me because we can't break our tradition like we have Aww. to watch it together. like the tree has to be on we have to be having hot cocoa a little bit of Kahlua, and <laughs> and enjoying it together so yay okay awesome thank you for introducing me to yes. this. Thank thank you. So yeah great great um well next up katie why don't you talk to us about big business yes so okay so first of all it is a Herculean task to try <laughs> to find a, not only just a Christmas short, but just Christmas anything that you two have not seen. It is really difficult because, I mean, like, I'm, you know, we watch in my family the normal holiday fair. And granted, I didn't see It's a Wonderful Life until, like, maybe two years ago. But. Wait, like, what? Yeah, I never saw it. I didn't know that. Um, but I did now. Get so. out of here. No, I, I did. I've done it. You know, I've watched most of the holiday stuff that you guys have watched. So when I was trying to think of something that I've seen that you hadn't watched, I was like, okay, if I just go back in time, I can find something. And that's when I thought of Big Business. So Big Business is a 1929 silent comedy starring Laurel and Hardy. It's like 18 minutes long. And I love Laurel and Hardy. My dad got me super into them. I've watched a a ton of their movies and they're all hysterical. I think they far surpass 
anyone like the Three Stooges or, I mean, it's it's tough with like Buster Keaton because I think without Buster Keaton, you don't have Laurel and Hardy and vice versa. But I love, love, love Laurel and Hardy. And I think that not enough people get to experience them. And when you think of Christmas and Laurel and Hardy, I would have done Babes in Toyland, but that's a full, like, feature-length movie. So then I was like, okay, what's a short? I don't know if I've seen that. Oh, Babes in Toyland's great, but... This one is a classic, like, it's it's usually the a gateway Laura and Hardy film for a lot of people when they look at the silent films. So, Graham, yes. do you want to give a quick synopsis of Big Business? It'll be quick because it's a 15, 18 minute yeah, short. Yeah, it's super, so- super short. So basically, it is Laurel and Hardy are going door-to-door in Southern California selling Christmas trees, and they're having a rough go at it. No one's buying their trees. And then they get to this house of this gentleman, and they're trying to sell him a Christmas tree, and he's like, I don't want the tree. And when he closes the door, the tree gets stuck in the door, and they... They try to get it unstuck by ringing his doorbell a couple times, and it frustrates the guy so much that he takes out some shears and just cuts their Christmas tree in several pieces. And thus begins this chaotic 10, 12-minute sequence of them destroying his house and him destroying their car and the other trees. It is just absolute chaos. Breaking everything, everything imaginable <laughs> on the screen. It so is just cool. one a one-upmanship that is just crazy. And a cop arrives and just observes them destroying everything. Because police are useless sometimes. Because police are useless, <laughs> even, just, even in 1929. It ends with them just, like, getting away with it and running away. And that's, that's it. I mean, that's it's it. just, like, that's a it. super quick. That's, that's all it is. <laughs> So neither of you had seen this before. No, no, this is my first experience ever with Laurel and Hardy. <gasps> oh, good. Okay, yeah. So, well, what'd you guys think? I had no idea what what I was getting myself into. I always am bothered by holidays, anything holiday that takes place in like warm climates. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm like, it's too sunny, um, but also it's like black and white. People in sunny climates celebrate the holidays too. I know, I know, but I want I, but but I just like coziness. But again, this is a very different time period. Time out, time out, time out. Wait a second. Which one of us grew up in Florida? Is the Resentf- resentfully? Is, I hated this why, is this why you wanted it to be so cozy all the time? Because you're like, listen, I had holidays in warm weather, and it sucks. No, and I. Whenever I go home, I always, I always put on a sweater because it's Christmas. My family's like, it's 90 degrees outside. I go, it's Christmas. I put on a sweater. That's actually <laughs> anyway. one of the criticisms of this movie, too, because people were like, it, it looks like they filmed it in the summer. Yeah, but and it was no. released in, like, April. <laughs> so, yeah, but no, they actually they shot it in December. So I, I don't have a lot of experience, not only with Laurel and Hardy, but with a lot of silent film and the humor of that area. And I just thought, I thought I was delighted. I thought it was just crazy. I was surprised at how mean-spirited it was towards each other, like Mm -hmm. them and the guy. But I was just like, this is great. I (laughs) am totally into it. I just thought it was really, really fun. Oh, good. I'm so so glad you liked it. So I like forgot to prep myself that it's like black and white, silent film. Like actually have to pay more attention. Yeah. Obviously we talk about how I'm having attention issues. And so at the, at the beginning I was like, oh, right. Okay. But I just wasn't really paying attention. 
And then it just went kind of batshit. And I was like, oh, what is this? And it, I mean, it captivated me from yeah. that point on. And I was like, and why are you? And then what about, and then what? And I started yeah. thinking like, you know, technically they're doing a lot more damage to his home because there's so much I, more ruin. Right? And then I was just like. I wonder if they had car insurance back then. I just, I've been shopping for homeowner's insurance. And I was like, oh, well, I wonder if his homeowner's insurance would cover this. And I was like, oh, my God, Ashley. What? You're getting too analytical. No, Ashley, I was like, God, everything back then was built really shabbily. That stuff was really easy to destroy. That car, like, fell apart in seconds. So the house that they destroy in the film was the wrong house? What? Yeah, so the producer bought this one particular house in Southern California specifically to destroy, and they didn't realize this and destroyed the next door house. <gasps> the people who owned the house were away on vacation, so they didn't realize it. <gasps> and yeah, they destroyed oh, the wrong house. Shit. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a rumor for a while and then like Stan Laurel was like, No, that's not true, but then the, the producer actually went on Johnny Carson and he's like, Yeah, no, that that was actually true. That is Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But one of the reasons I thought this was such a good way to introduce you guys to Laurel and Hardy, too, is it's got so many of like the classic Laurel and Hardy things that I love. Like, first of all, my favorite thing ever is Stan crying, Stan doing the fake cry at the end to get away from the cop. So that is like classic Stan Laurel, is he'll just Mm -hmm. start crying and. Like it's 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 so sweet, and then when they readjust their hat and they go like, hmm, like that is that is a classic Laurel and Hardy thing that they do in in a lot of their movies. So yeah. seeing that set up and it's funny, I'm sitting on my couch watching it and it still makes me laugh, and I'm like this this is comedy that's almost getting to a hundred years old, almost. Yeah. Like, oh my god! Anything. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. There's something about physical comedy that can be so enduring. Mm-hmm. You know, and that like what's what's so great about it is at least as if you have like certain like cultural norms together, you don't need all the you don't need all the exposition and everything else like, you know, mm-hmm. and I know some people think like physical comedy can be really obvious, but some is and some physical comedy is very subtle. Yeah. Laurel and Hardy, they, you know, they always kind of like they fight and they bicker and they make fun of each other and Ollie gets totally fed up with Stan a lot of the time. But one of the reasons I always like Laurel and Hardy more than the Three Stooges is the Three Stooges always seem kind of mean or vindictive or like more menacing in their comedy and Laurel and Hardy make it, I don't know, more, it seems more innocent. With Three Stooges, like, they're just so mean to each other. Yeah. But but Laurel Hardy, like they are like combative with one another. But you, you I got the feeling that they really cared about each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're and, in it. We're in it together. You know. <laughs> and that 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 was real life with that duo too. So when you're watching this movie, even though it's silent, you can see Stan calling out to Ollie, and he says "babe," which is actually Ollie's nickname in real life to his friends. Aww. But they didn't like they didn't take it out or change it because they're like, well, it's silent. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, they, they were close in real life. And yeah, introducing people nowadays to silent films or to black and white films is always kind of tough. So I'm, I'm so glad you guys like this. You would watch it again. I would. Um, mm-hmm. There's there's my favorite moment I, I want to point out um, was towards the end when they've like they've like gone to the house and they've like they're bringing furniture out and destroying it in front of them. And Laurel is just beating the shit out of a piano. <laughs> and 
Ollie is just like, I think we maybe have gone too far. <laughs> like, he, has this, he goes, oh, I, I think like this is this is a bit too much. <laughs> yeah, when he's like, he's like when they fumble with the with their shirt ends. Yes. And when Dan notices the cop standing behind him, and he tries like to put the piano piece back in to where he just yes. knocked it out. Yes. So. No. And pointing out, I think I just looked up the guy's name, James Finlayson, who is the guy who is their antagonist in mm-hmm. this. I thought he was phenomenal, yeah, too. Yeah, he was really funny. This, like, short little, like, bald guy just going nuts. Yeah, delightful. I would definitely watch it again. Yay. Yeah, it makes, me, it makes me want to just get back into watching more silent film. I think I watched more Charlie Chaplin and Three Stooges and even some, like, Marx Brothers stuff because I watched a lot of I Love Lucy as a kid, and I distinctly remember the, you know, the episode with Harpo Marx and... It makes me want to get back into it and kind of get back into the like the roots and the history of mm-hmm. film and how things progressed. Actually, you, you brought up the point. Like, you have to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. Even for 15 minutes, I was like, okay, Graham, don't. Don't look away. Don't look away. You're, you're yeah. going to miss something. And it's just, again, like, how our brains have just changed over the years. Yeah. That's how we've been trained, you know, through yeah. the internet and everything being like quicker cuts and this, this, this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes me want to fight against what are now my quote-unquote natural urges and really be like no you at one time you would be enthralled by this and Mm -hmm. so to tap back into that just like we're tapping back into our nostalgia and the way it made me feel it makes me want to like flex my film muscle again Mm -hmm. like it's still there and it's super atrophied but let's do it yeah well well good good choice katie this is good oh i'm so glad you guys liked it good 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 it's uh, like when well, we pick a good horror movie and she likes it. Look at her and she's like all excited about this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, psyched, I'm psyched to not only introduce you guys to Laurel and Hardy. It, that's, that's a big thing. But I, so I, I want to make sure it's something that, that you guys like. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It's not Two for two. Yeah. Way to go. It's not super Christmassy, but. A lot of pressure, day. Ashley. I know. I was pressure. like, oh, God, yeah. what about the. Yeah. Guys, I have a nice place for my selection in my heart, so. Well, yeah, Ashley, why don't you talk about a Walt Disney Christmas? All right. So I chose 1982's A Walt Disney Christmas. But before I get into, like, why it is so important to me, can I get a synopsis, please? Sure. Okay, so A Walt Disney Christmas is made up of six shorts. The first one is Once Upon a Wintertime. This couple goes ice skating, and at the same time, there are these two rabbits, and they go ice skating too. And Mm -hmm. then the ice cracks, and they are almost going to get flung off of this waterfall. Which, by the way, I guess is a theme in this, is that when when you go ice skating, don't go ice skating on a river with a raging waterfall, like, 10 feet away. Yeah, like, just beware of thin ice. Yeah. The girls are almost getting flung off the waterfall, and then the animal friends save the two girls, and everyone falls in love. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's the first one. one. You can kind of mix the, the second two, because it's Santa's Workshop and The Night Before Christmas, and they're both part of the Silly Symphonies. Okay, so, so part one, then, Santa's Workshop, is just like a glimpse into... Santa's workshop mm-hmm. uh, as, as his elves and the toys get made. So the second part is the night before Christmas. And that's when Santa takes the toys that were recently made and goes to a house and basically sets up the entire Christmas 
shenanigans for this family of nine children. And then the next one, the next short is Pluto's Christmas Tree, mm-hmm. which, by the way, so excited. Pluto is my favorite. So, <gasps> oh, really? oh, God, Pluto. My, yeah, always. It's either Pluto or Goofy, but definitely oh Pluto. God, Goofy, yeah. So it's Pluto and Mickey. They go and chop down a Christmas tree and they bring it inside to set it up. And Mickey didn't realize that Chip and Dale are (laughs) hiding in the Christmas tree. So hilarity ensues. And and then you have Daffy and Minnie and Goofy caroling outside. Donald. Oh, I'm sorry. Daffy. Donald outside. You are so upset, Graham. <laughs> I'm sorry. You've seen one animated duck. You've seen them all. all the that, ducks. like, wears a shirt, oh but no God. pants. Okay, and then the next short is called On Ice, and that's, like, Mickey and Minnie and Goofy and Donald and Pluto, and they're all kind of, like, ice skating and stuff. And, uh, again, we get another ice cracking and waterfall situation. Yeah. And Mickey to the rescue. Yep, and then everyone, everyone gets saved and, you know... Merry Christmas, everybody. The last one is Donald Snow Fight. So it's Donald Duck, again, being a little shit. He goes out to go sledding in the world's giantest coat. So Donald's a jerk to Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and there's a big snowball fight. The end. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I had this on VHS as a kid. That is video cassette for people <laughs> who are not familiar with it. What does VHS <laughs> stand for? Do we know? Video... Hello, sis. <laughs> you don't sir. Know. <laughs> video cassette home system, isn't it? This is so embarrassing. It's not Betamax. Betamax did not win out. VHS won out. Video home Wait, system. Wait, is that what it say? Is that what it stands for? Video home system. Video home not, system. Not, not video, video hello, hello sir. <laughs> video hello, sir. Well, it is now. To Good us. to know. Yes. Guys, we went to film school, not VHS school. We didn't go to video H, video H school. <laughs> video high school. Video <laughs> H. School. Okay, anyway. Anyway. People who actually also went to film school and listened to this are like, Jesus Christ. Shut what up. What is happening? <laughs> it's really a lot about our friendship. Okay, people. Enjoy. No, so I, I had this on VHS, and I don't know what what really spurred me to love Christmas so much. We have a lot of birthdays in my family in December and my parents like to, both of their birthdays are in December. And so their birthdays always got mixed in with Christmas. And so they like to make a big deal about each one separately. And so, and both of my parents grew up super poor and they worked really hard and were white. And so they were able to be financially successful. And so they made, they just made a really big deal about it. So we were able to have these like really fun, like, kind of extravagant Christmases, at least to us. And I just, I don't know, there's just something like fun and comforting. It's like, it's the snow and it's getting excited about certain things. Like Christmas was never about Jesus in our household. It was, it was all about, Who? But, like, exactly. Oh, well, it was always, always about Jesus and ours, but. Yeah. Well, that's because you were raised Catholic, so that's <laughs> a little different. But like each one of these, I so when I was watching it, I started remembering all these pieces from it, even though I haven't seen this in 15, 20 years, mm. maybe more than that. Like I literally just found the VHS at my parents yesterday. But I remember like once upon a winter time, I really loved the song and I love that animation style. I didn't like dive deeply into it enough, but I remember that it like reminded me of like Sleeping Beauty and mm-hmm. just like that era of Disney. And I loved like 
the fact that like the bunnies were like mimicking their relationship and I was like look it's just like Cinderella where like animals come to the aid of humans and like mm-hmm. have their own little experience but I don't know and like obviously the the female in Once Upon a Winter Time is a redhead so love love that redhead representation so did you guys have anything that was like particularly fun for you I my favorite of all of them was was Pluto's Christmas tree. Yeah, me too. Yeah. For a number of reasons, Katie, I think you and I are in the same. Fe- like, I love Pluto. I love Pluto. Pluto also kind of reminds me of Phoebe. Oh, really? So just Phoebe like they have kind of the same demeanor. The scene where Pluto goes into the snow and then makes a Pluto come out after, oh like, my God, afterwards. Oh my God, I love that part. Yeah. And then he doesn't realize it's an it's a snow dog. He thinks it's a real dog. So he goes oh, that'd like... Be, that'd, be, that'd be Phoebe. That'd be Zelda too. <laughs> so yeah, when I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my God, it's my baby. So I love the animation of that one too. Yeah. The two that are related are very uh, very similar animation styles, but the others are, are very different because mm-hmm. they're from different eras of Disney animation. Mm-hmm. But I love the colors of that one. I love any part of this short where Chip and Dale are in inside the tree i just thought oh my it was god it was so much fun to like be inside a tree beautifully animated and just like the antics of it were great and i, I enjoyed santa's workshop at night before christmas because it's like that vein of those 30s cartoons that just mm-hmm. show lots of different things going on um like all the pieces to like like crowds of of characters like working towards the same goal i think i saw one of your notes about the checkerboard paint oh my god the checkerboard <laughs> when they're making when they're when, when they're like they're just chess or checkerboard like yeah they're it's just it's so absurd because you're like that's not even a thing but of course it's yeah. a cartoon and there's magic and like santa's workshop and the night before christmas like yes yeah, so they're both part of silly symphonies so there were 75 of them made between 1929 and 1939 and seven of them won Oscars for Best Animated Short, and a number you know, more were nominated. And so it was kind of like this early golden age. Nothing took off as much as Mickey did. But y'all might remember like the Dancing Skeletons. That's also yeah. a really well-known yeah, Silly Symphony. Yeah, yeah. I loved the old school animation style and like the song type. And I loved how efficient it is. I love that anywhere I looked on the screen, I could see characters working together to make something happen. And then each, and it was like quicker cuts to different experiences, but like for a kid that just keeps you, keeps you into it so much. Definitely racist toys. Oh my God. They do the thing with soot, (laughs) which is blackface. Not cool. I am not going to show these to my nephew. Yeah. They were just these like fun little things like, you know, in Santa's workshop, they're, like, doing the little doll, and then they stamp the butt, like, okay. And, yeah. oh, my God. It just was so magical and fun. When they scare the dolls to get their hair to stand up to put it in the curlers, I was yeah. like, that's really cute. And there's just so much going on in every frame. Mm-hmm. There's so much. It's yeah. just, it's so impressive about what they were able to do. Yeah. I also, I really liked in uh, in The Night Before Christmas that Santa keeps laughing at his own jokes. Right, like, he's so jolly. He I just, can relate. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he realizes there's a long stocking, a long sock, so he decides to put a baseball bat in it, and that is just the funniest damn thing Santa has I ever know. seen. He's like, oh, oh, oh. Uh-huh. so funny. And he puts the, when he, when he puts the umbrella in the other sock that has the, the hole toys in, it, in it and it's got like the letter with all the things that they mm-hmm. want oh my god he, I love that. he's like i'm the i'm the funniest damn thing I'm just look so how creative. funny i am ha 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 that, that made me laugh i was like santa thinks he is funny as shit <laughs> 
He's like, I'm amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I am so great. When I think about Pluto's Christmas tree, like, I love the scene where Chipperdale, I don't know how to tell them apart, even after all these years. Oh, is Chip, like, Chip's got, one's got the tooth, the teeth here, and then one's got Dale, the teeth. teeth Dale the has the teeth and the red nose, and Chip is the black nose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I love when he's twisting the light, and then he twists Pluto's nose. He's like, why won't this one work? Yeah. And I love, like, with Pluto, even when Pluto is really angry and he's baring his teeth, his teeth are still drawn as flat, right? Yep. Like, normally yeah. you see, like, the sharp teeth, and you're like, oh, Pluto, you just couldn't hurt yeah. anyone. Like, I you're like trying. When, when but... Pluto's trying to help Mickey decorate, and he comes out with all the Christmas ornaments strung on his tail. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, the little gags with his Pluto. tail. Like, mm-hmm. ringing the bell and then being the elevator when they're pretending to be a elf candle. When Mickey was done decorating the tree and then there's just he like leaves the room and Pluto just stares at it so adoringly I'm like that's me yep I I, I just I sit with my tree every night (laughs) during the Christmas season and just stare at it Mm -hmm. (laughs) so good so cute we did a lot of Christmas stuff and we would all go chop down our own tree we'd go to the Christmas tree farm and we'd bring the dogs and we all walk out there we cut the tree down and my brothers and I, we would just stand around whatever, whenever we picked our Christmas tree, every year we'd stand around it and sing, oh, Christmas tree, like the dirtiest, like gang of little kids. <laughs> so it was pretty That's funny. so sweet. It was, okay, yeah, cute. it was fun. Yeah. We had a lot, we had a lot of really good Christmas traditions, but did I ever tell you guys about the big Christmas Eve dinner we do? Is it like Italian? Like... No, 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 no. So we're, we're Polish. Okay. They're Polish and Armenians. I knew you were Armenian. I didn't know you were Polish. So our our big Christmas Eve tradition, we do a big Christmas Eve dinner with like 30, 40 people. And it's no meat. So it's usually pierogies, flounder, and mushroom soup, lobster bisque, and lasagna. Lasagna only got added in the last few years because I didn't eat fish for a long time. But we have this big dinner with all these people there. And we have two really funny traditions. One is the Oplakis. Do you guys know what these are? Mm-mm. Okay. So oplakis are this, it's like this wafer. It's the same wafer that you get for communion, except it's it's like the size of a postcard. Mm. And you take the oplaki and you're supposed to go to everybody in the room and you break off a piece of their oplaki and they break off a piece of yours. And you're technically supposed to be like, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and all the happiness for yada, yada, yada. But my my mom uses it as an excuse to cry and tell us how much how like how much we mean to her, or how proud of Aww. us she is, whatever her thoughts are for for the day. So it's 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 very cute because my best friend and I have decided to try to avoid my mom as long as possible, so she won't she won't. We don't want her to cry. And... <laughs> You're just so... like making it worse because she's just going around to more people, just ratcheting it up. You know, yeah. you just got to get to her at the beginning so she won't cry with you. Well, when mm. my when my boyfriend came for Christmas last year, I was like, just, if you want to be cool, just either like lean into it or just kind of like stay in the corner. You can't do one or the other. Yeah. And the lean other tradition it, we sir. do, you need to lean into it. Win <laughs> yeah. over Laura's heart. The other tradition we do is after dinner, we have a candle, and everybody, all, all like thirty or forty people, are sitting at the table, and you pass the candle from oldest to youngest, and you have to blow the candle out. And if the smoke goes straight up, then you were good that year. But if the smoke wavers or goes sideways or goes down, you were bad that year. Oh. What's so, your what's do you try practicing your... blowing out the candle to see if you can control the smoke? 
Yes. Some of us will blow air at the others to make the smoke go. Oh, that's others. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have siblings. to hold the candle in like a certain direction to make it like the smoke. So it's, it's always Trying fun. Trying to game to the system, I see. It depends where you're mm. sitting in the room at the table. So Oh, yeah. You can't sit underneath a vent or like exactly. in a cross breeze or anything. Yeah. So Those are yeah. great, Katie. Yeah. we. Ha- I, like, I might I like steal those. some of those. They're really fun. So yeah. when we're stuck here in Los Angeles with the COVID and everything. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah. see if we can do them here in the house, but yeah, we do those. That's every great. Year. I really love that. Yeah. Do you guys have any traditions that you do for Christmas? The family tradition we had whenever I go home is we always have like the same sausage casserole for Christmas breakfast that my mom would make. Mm. And it's just like, it's just like cheese, sausage, bread, mm-hmm. just, Oh, like this your arteries so are clogged at the end of it. And it is so effing good. Like you make it the night before and then you bake it the next morning. I've but, done that yeah. with Bisquick. Yeah. It's so so good. it's like, it's just like, it reminds us of our mom and like the traditions that, that she would have us be involved in. I love that. So it's just like, an, a, like a yearly reminder of like how amazing our mom was. Brandon and I have a, tra- a tradition where we name our tree after a famous comedian. <laughs> yes, I love that tradition of yours. So last year it was Jack Hay for Jack right. Harry. Right. It's been Terry Gar, it's been Madeline Kahn, and it's been, we called it Bernadette Peters once. <laughs> nice. She's not necessarily a comedian, but we were just like, she feels like a Bernadette Peters. Yeah. And this year we're thinking it's going to be Maya Rudolph. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Which is perfect, Rudolph. Hello. Yeah. So, so I basically I have this star that I put on my tree, and then I just print off a picture of the of the <laughs> person from the, and just post put their face over the the angel on our tree. I love it. That's fantastic. I really like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's super fun. Ashley? Our traditions have changed a little bit now that my brother has kids. His wife, they're actually high school sweethearts, and both of both sets of our parents still live in the town that we grew up in. And so we've kind of like switched up like when we when we see each other. But we usually have my mom usually makes Swedish meatballs on mm. on Christmas Eve because oh, we have a lot delicious. of Swedish and our family. And like mashed potatoes and in the morning she'll often make essentially like a hash brown casserole it's like cheesy potatoes with hash browns and like bob and i actually just made our own version the other night with like bacon and peas and just a shit ton of Mm. cheese and my mom i think it was last year she was like you know honey i don't think i'm gonna make the cinnamon rolls i was like what (laughs) it's like she always makes these you can't break tradition yeah i know and like she somehow makes like extra caramel or something like they're so sugary but we all just like pick at it all morning and all day and she's like guys eat some of that eat some of the casserole and we're like but the cinnamon rolls (laughs) 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 no they're not they're they're caramel rolls sorry caramel rolls oh even better they're caramel rolls send me that recipe i know i'm like can you can you send us that recipe i will because it's like there's so much like brown sugar on the bottom and that and then you got yeah i'm gonna gonna need i'm gonna need to eat all of this Oh my god, it's so good. I eat like seven of them. And I'm pretty sure I'm I'm like maybe gonna be the only one who can go to my parents' house for Christmas because mm. like I'm in a pod with them and so I'll be like, Mom, don't forget to make the caramel rolls and just <laughs> have like so many rolls. I love that. I just wanna talk about the last two shorts. I know there were six. And it's really when you watch it all together, it's like just under an hour. You can find it on YouTube. This guy put together a playlist. You can only find Once Upon a Winter Time in French. Wee oui, wee. Oui. In on ice and Donald Snowfight, like 
it's that wintry outdoor like with snow type of thing and what i love throughout both of these is like just the like really funny sound effects and just like the ways that they made different so like I don't know, Mickey had, like, his skating routine, and, like, I love... Goofy is cutting up the chewing tobacco, and then it's, like, why do fish know how to eat Chew chewing tobacco? tobacco? And then how hey. do they know to go to a spittoon? And then how do they know to jump out and spit it? And they always hit it every love, single time. Like, it makes no sense. And, and the, the fish was being so It's like, I can't just spit tobacco no. like, in my home. <laughs> I have to go upstairs. I, I was actually... I was, like... Goofy, that is an A plus plan that worked. You just needed a net, not like yeah, a bat. Right. Not a bat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Goofy. I'm very proud of you. He's so goofy. He's so goofy. <laughs> See, so. I love Goofy, but this was like Hillbilly Goofy, and Hillbilly Goofy was like, I'm like, that seems weird. He just didn't I seem pref- like the Goofy I know. Yeah, I prefer Goof. I prefer like Goof Troop, Goofy Movie, Goofy. Oh my God, uh, a Goofy I, Movie, Goofy. I, I prefer, Who's a, like, who is the, a good parent he's a good father the exercise the, the when when he does like the gymnastics yeah or when he goes great. to the beach that's the goofy yep. i love yeah i do love that like throughout all of it donald is still a jerk like <laughs> in donald snow fight he's like oh i'm gonna go outside with this jacket that's like bell i want that jacket i want that <laughs> it was jacket. so absurd like it's does amazing. the bell shape just like keep out any mm-hmm. any wind from coming in you know and i love when he's like taking his little sled and the icicles are acting like bells right and he decides to go through huey dewey and louie's snow person and like each of the boys ends up with like a piece of like one has the arms and one has the head yeah. and one has the body and then they're <laughs> One of the boys, like, goes into, like, the headpiece, so, like, uses his finger to make a hole, and he's whispering in, and then on the other side, the other triplet is doing it, and the air comes out, and it's just, like, this really obvious comedy that's so funny to kids, and (laughs) they decide to do, like, they have this ice fort, and there's, like, an ice snow ship, and then there's, like, someone ends up, like, snowballing, and then... Donald makes like an ice bullet essentially, and I love like the noise of him dipping it in the water and then it hardening, and then yeah. it just it so sends mean. it over. I was like, I was like, you're the worst uncle ever. You're trying to murder it's your, so funny. your nephews. It, it's so funny seeing these earlier iterations of these characters because. Like Chip and Dale, they're the rescue rangers. They're amazing. <laughs> like they're so they care about people. And I'm like, they're kind no, of they don't. Little, they're they were, jerks. <laughs> they were mean jerks back in the day. And, and even like the nephews were kind of shits too. I'm like, no, yeah. they're uh, they're adventurers. <laughs> it just goes to show that everyone can evolve. Yes, it's Donald that's makes true. me laugh. Like he's Donald's such a so little jerk. Funny. But he yeah. always gets his comeuppance, and he, because yes. he gets so mad when things don't go his yeah. way, like I, I was thinking, I don't, I haven't watched a lot of Mickey stuff. Like if you were to, ask, like if you were to ask me for like Mickey stuff beyond like Christmas Carol and Steamboat Willie, I'm like, I don't know. But yeah. I could talk about Goofy, or I could talk about Donald, you know, way more. It's just, it's just funny. Well, Mickey is like, he doesn't have a personality. He's just like, he's just goodness, and there's just no edge to him. I know. Which is why I think we like the other ones. Yeah. The one part that I was like, Donald was like all upset, right? Like the boys make the ice bombs essentially. And they're like (laughs) twisting them on because there's mousetraps inside and they're sending it at him. And in his like typical Donald quack, at one point he says, that's unconstitutional. And I was like... (laughs) Thin grasp. Apparently, yes. people just have a real thin grasp of the Constitution that has not right. changed in the last 70 years. Yes. <laughs> I did have to adjust. Like, 
the way you have to adjust your hearing when you listen to a toddler, I had mm-hmm. to adjust my hearing when I was listening to Donald or Huey Dewey and Louie talk because I'm like, okay, I know, and, and Mickey too. I'm like, okay, I know I can understand what they're saying, but I have to like, it's like tuning in your ears to a different frequency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But overall, I don't know. It just, it was, I was glad I finally remember this. It just like had been stuck in the back of my brain. So it's nice to watch it again and have those feelings again, but mm-hmm. I don't, I think with like the Santa's workshops stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna, not gonna introduce yeah. this to my nephews. It's not, I don't, it's not I don't think I'd rewatch this either. No I would offense. watch Pluto's, I would watch Pluto's Christmas tree. That was cute, but that one is when I would watch again. That's okay. I think it's just, you know, just like anything you watch when you're a young kid, you just associate Mm-hmm. memories and experiences with it and so when i was yeah. watching it of course i wasn't looking necessarily through it with like today's lens i was tapping back into what it was yeah. like to be a kid and be so excited because i desperately needed to escape for 60 plus minutes today yep mm. yep yep awesome well before we wrap up i'm just curious if there are any other even if, like, we've seen them all, like, other Christmas specials that you have to watch every year. I don't really have specials. I do movies that I have to watch every year. So, like, I have to watch Scrooge every year. Okay. Yes. I have to watch Scrooge. I have to watch National Lampoon's, you know, Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation. Obviously. My boyfriend's favorite movie is It's a Wonderful Life for the Holidays, so I have to watch that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I always have to watch Scrooge. Always, always, always. Yeah. Scrooge mm-hmm. is our number one movie. Yeah. I like rewatching Charlie Brown Christmas mm-hmm. just because it was fun. But I don't know if there are other like specials. I do like watching, you know, the cartoon version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. Obviously, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the claymation. Like, oh my God. I was just like the artistry and the technical skill that goes yep. into making claymation and then... You know, it t- like I remember us learning a little bit about that, and like you could go through all of it, and you would be like, okay, so at the end of the day, we got four seconds of film, yep. right? Yep. And yep. you're just like, oh my god, and having to do the just the specific little movements, like that's why animation and claymation just blows my mind mm-hmm. of when they had to do it back in the day versus now. You know, like it, there's different artistry and skill, but having that computer animation can make I, I feel like for my outsider perspective makes it easier in some regards you know there's like frosty the snowman like i'd be okay if i did or did not watch that but yeah yeah there are just certain ones like i want to see you know yukon cornelius and i want to see the abominable snowman and i want to hear what's his face talking about wanting to be a dentist why can't i remember his name i actually have problems with the rudolph special is because everyone is a giant asshole (laughs) Everyone is such an asshole to him, and that's true. Even Santa, he's like a dick. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I have like a list of like twenty that I have to watch every year. I have a spreadsheet that I that I share with Brandon. Are these just specials, or are these These also movies? These are just specials. So I have to watch the Rugrats Santa Experience. I have to watch a Hey Arnold Christmas, which makes me cry every year that I watch it. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. The Vicar of Dibley, which is a British comedy series about a, a female vicar in this little hamlet. It's it's called The Christmas Lunch Incident, and it is hysterical. <laughs> um, everyone needs to watch that. And um, there's this absolutely batshit insane claymation one called The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. Have mm. you guys seen that one? No. It is about Santa Claus, basically all of the people who have eternal life, all the creatures, 
come together to decide if Santa gets to have eternal life and they go through his entire life. It is weird. Is that the one with like the, is that the claymation one with like the Jack Frost and then like the evil heat miser? No, no, no. That's Jack Frost. Oh, okay. But this one is, it's one of the last claymation ones that Rankin Bass did. Mm -hmm. And it's not great, but it's so bizarre that I have to watch it. (laughs) So definitely recommend it. There's also Ziggy's Gift, which is, you know, Ziggy, yeah. the com- that one. The cartoon? Like, in the Sunday comics, there's an animated one? There's an anime special that is so beautiful that I distinctly remember watching it with my mom in 1988 and bawling at oh. the end. And it's lovely. It actually won an Emmy when it was first. Wow. First, um... I love that you had Ziggy. I was literally, so yesterday I was cleaning out my childhood bedroom and years ago I clipped out a Ziggy cartoon from the Sunday paper because it was in color and it's him walking by and like seeing these couples and people doing things and he, the final panel is him saying, being alone wouldn't be so hard if I had someone to share it with. And I like that just like spoke to me so much as like a very depressed, undiagnosed, like teenager. And my mom said to me, she's like, okay, can we take this down? And I was like, no, we cannot take it down. I recommend the special. It's on YouTube. It's like easy to find. It's very short. It is heartwarming and lovely and you will cry at the end. Now I just have to decide if I want to cry. Yeah, no, it's just like, it's a good, it's a good cry because it's just about goodness in people, which I think is like what what the through line with all these specials is just like togetherness Mm -hmm. and being with your family, whatever kind of form that takes and just being just being lovely. So I'm glad that we could introduce all of these to each other. Yes, me too. Yeah, some gems in here. And to wrap it up, getting ready for the next next week, which I'm thrilled about. I, I have a feeling, Katie, you might be dreading it a little bit. Because No, 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 no. It'll be great. It'll be it'll be great. I'm <laughs> excited what, for Holly Yay. What is the Christmas season without a Hallmark Christmas film? And <laughs> what, what? What, what? Katie, have you watched any Hallmark Christmas movies? Just, just the one you made me watch. I okay. know uh, the one with the advent calendar last year. I did? Oh, that's right, because you visited. Oh my yeah. god, that was good. That was a good one. I like that one. So next week we're talking all things Hallmark. We are going to be talking about the one that premieres next week, which is Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. What that is about, I have no idea. But we have some fun little activities that I've assigned to oh. all of us that we'll get into next week. So yeah, all next week is, is all Hallmark, and I'm very excited to subject Katie to it. No, it'll be great. I like, like, I, I don't, it's not that I dislike Hallmark movies or anything. It's the little bit of, of junk food that is specifically made for Graham. And oh, it's junk. Yeah. Ashley also watches it. Oh. It's super saccharine. Like, it's predictable. It is uninventive. But, like, it tees it up and it knocks it home. And, like, you're yep. just there to get your little fix. Yep. Sure. Yep. And, uh, like, I know cheesy, I know why people watch these. So I'm not going in there expecting, like, God's gift to cinema. Yes. Oh, yeah, don't. this is not cinema. These this are not, not films. These, these are, are not films. movies. These are movies. I know what it is. These I'm, are barely movies. Barely, I mean, no disrespect, like, because I know a lot of people get their start on Hallmark and then it picks the other things. Or, yeah. you know, after you've had a bright star, then you end up on Hallmark. And we'll talk about all those stars next week. Still making nope. There's money, a lot. Right? There's I'm gonna a lot lean to in. discuss. I'm going to I'm gonna in. make my hot chocolate with my Kahlua. I'm going to, I. it probably won't be too cold for, like, a sweater or a scarf or something. Oh, I'm, but still pr- I'm still putting on a sweater. I'm going to do like, my best. Turn on the I'm AC gonna, in LA. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yep. Put a fan. I have a t-shirt that says this is my Hallmark Christmas movie watching t-shirt. <laughs> um, well, my sister I'm going to lean me. into it. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy it. They I'll sell like Hallmark Christmas mugs and I was thinking about getting one for you, Grandma. Oh, they're selling Hallmark wine. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> wine. And of it's course actually, they are. It's actually quite expensive. I was thinking about ordering some. <laughs> No. <laughs> Graham, that's fine, because there was a point where I was thinking about ordering Jean-Luc Picard wine. So, I Dork. Dudes. <laughs> All right. Um, I would just like to note that we have anyway. already kind of converted Katie because she texted us about all of the Hallmark movies that are coming out this season. So, like, we've got our hooks in you, girl. All and... 76 of them. <laughs> so, I've already, it's November 1st, I've watched six already. So, <laughs> it's great. let's wrap it up. Thank you all so much for the first in our, what, quad of Christmas holly yay episodes. Holly yay! Yeah, we're, bl- we're blowing it out for Christmas. All right, all right. And uh, we will see you next week. Yes, bye. Thank you so much for joining Mwah. us. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Bye. 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 Let Me Introduce You is a podcast hosted by Graham Veth, Katie Kubert, and Ashley Crone. Music by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License. Make sure to follow the Let Me Introduce You podcast on Instagram at Let Me Intro You Pod and on Twitter at Let Me Intro You.